A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello! And welcome to the Raw Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Monday Night Raw. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review Raw and SmackDown, but also NXT, AW Dynamite, pay per views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by my for Hamlet to look ahead to the bane of our lives, Monday Night Raw. Uh, any hope for improvement this week? I mean, in WWE's, I suppose they've they've trimmed some of the dead wood, as harsh as that sounds. Any hope for improvement this week? No, none at all. I want to talk about <laughs> lattes. Um, I'm currently uh, trying to very quietly, as we record this podcast, stir one of these homemade powder sachet lattes that you can buy. Oh, yeah. It's very much for anybody who remembers that scene from Friends where, like, Ross and Chandler are scared of the coffee house bullies. So they've got, like, a bit of a stir and drink, stir and drink mechanism going on. And why I bring that up is because as you were doing your brilliant introduction as usual, I was trying to hold the cup as far away from my microphone as possible because I didn't want to hit the mute button in case you threw to me early. Stirring, 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 stirring. And then I just started thinking to myself, what if, instead of talking about this episode of Raw, I just stirred the latte. I don't know if you can even hear that. Yeah. Into the microphone for like 25 minutes because that would be like the literal content churn which is mirrored every Monday night for three hours. They appeared the fat end of like hundreds of millions of dollars for that. Should we just do that? Are we are we wasting our time talking about these matches when we could just be stirring brews down a microphone for half an hour just to see? Uh, Richard Herring clears rocks in his drive. He plays snooker against himself. Like, we are content producers, but we are clearly producing the wrong content. Daring to try and attach some drama, some narrative to this show. Every single friggin' Monday, or in the good old days, Thursday, we do this. <laughs> And by the Tuesday, it's irrelevant. Long answer to your short question, Will Bond. No, I don't have any hope. The velvet spoon technique has been wasted on this. <laughs> and I have to admit, yeah, I mean, like, this is not, I'm not going to draw an immediate AW comparison because uh, I've done this with, with NXT and with SmackDown. But I often like to make sort of five bullet points of things to, to look forward to or discuss out of the show. And it doesn't have to necessarily, with Dynamite, for example, normally those five are populated by something that's already ad advertised. But with SmackDown, there's so many different avenues you can go down. There's lots of stuff to talk about there. As with NXT, genuinely struggled to get to five today. And we already know three things that are advertised for tonight's show, which tells you 
all you need to know about me going, what else happened? Do I remember anything? Like, I mean, inevitably, we're not going to talk about it, but we're seemingly inevitably going to have another Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander match, it feels like, where, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know how you make it quicker than thumb to the eye neuralizer like we did last week, but the show rolls on, so who knows? And yet again, as with when we went through the notes for, for SmackDown, I look and go, oh, these people were wrestling on the show last week and now they don't have a job. And it's just an indictment of WWE's system and booking and, well, everything about it. But anyway, let's talk about stuff that they have advertised for tonight's show. One of which is, of course, a contract signing ahead of hell in a cell, which I think is just under two weeks away, if I'm not mistaken. Contract signing in WWE, Michael Hamflet. What could possibly go wrong here? I mean... Something I'd like <laughs> crying out for something, anything to go a little bit wrong to make what I assume will be either a drawn out 20 minutes at the start or a heavily promoted 15 minutes at the end slightly more entertaining. Um, we it turns out we didn't hit rock bottom in that third hour last week, that's right, isn't it? It was only Raw's second worst rating ever instead mm-hmm. of its worst ever. There was a slight like numerical error, but the show's. Risible, nonetheless, the opening segment with Charlotte on Miss TV with Miz and Morrison was horrendous and ran long, apparently. So they've gone back to what they know. They know how to drag out time, and it's with contract signings, isn't it? Drew McIntyre is, I imagine, tonight going to very earnestly say things that will be meaningless because there'll be things like, Bobby, Hill and Sale, you don't know what you've got in store. When I come at you with the, all the thousands of fans cheering me on from at home because they can't get to the arenas yet, <laughs> this is going to be my time. And then I hope Bobby Lashley retorts with, I'll beat you clean as a whistle at WrestleMania and the last time you were in Hell in a Cell, you lost. But I sense they probably won't go down that route, Will <laughs> otherwise it doesn't really sell a paper for you, does it? Um, yeah, it, it's not going to be the most sort of endearing verbiage between the two because there's nought left to say in this programme whatsoever. So all we can hope for... Um, is violence with that big marble table. You were dealing with two giant men that are actually big enough to pick that up or put somebody through it. Mm. Typically, it gets pushed aside, doesn't it? Because it's such a big lump of a thing that like the wrestlers need it out of the way, lest them hurt themselves. No, not tonight. These are giants. I want to see one hurt the other with that huge thing. Yeah, it's, it's intriguing in terms of, like you say, they, they've kind of done everything. And... You know, maybe they will. Maybe MVP will make a point of saying, yeah, we wanted you at Hell in a Cell, actually, because your record there is crap. So, <laughs> I don't know. Is it, it's not an official Hell in a Cell match yet, is it, as far as I'm aware? But I sense that tonight they may well make it that. I, yeah, like, my feeling is they'll confirm it as such. We haven't got any Hell in a Cell matches yet, have we? And we're looking so far down the barrel of... Uh, Bobby and Drew, Bailey and Bianca, and Ray and Roman... Um, and real of them are t- let's not forget that with the beat the clock bollock. <laughs> My apologies, none of them feel like Helena Cells. Three of them are rematches. Um, yeah, this one probably of those, like if anything, I would say that's probably the heavy favorite. They'll deem it that nothing can contain these two. That, that's why I think there'll probably be a brawl breaking out tonight. The Helena Cell, after it's already been signed, will look like a necessity after the fact. It'll look like a convenience that they're in a cell because the brawl tonight will be such that they'll have to be kept separate and a hell in a cell is the only destination for this rivalry to end. WWE seems to believe this rivalry's got more heat to it than it actually does. We were pretty bored of it when they were running into a triple threat. Mm. Like Braun Strowman, he no longer of this company, 
wasn't the missing ingredient to make this feud hot again. So they kind of spun their wheels all the last month. Anyway, it just feels like they're doing the same again. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting as well, because we said this last week when you were presented with Kofi and Drew, they really are starting to make, starting to make Drew, through no fault of his own, as always, quite an unlikable baby face. Like he came across as a bit of an arrogant twat, <laughs> to put it like. Well, a little bit, a little bit, yeah. And you were sort of going, oh, maybe Kofi wins this and goes down. No, no. <laughs> you know, I just heard rumblings or saw rumblings on Twitter of people like, oh, you're shoving Drew down our throat. So it's it's time to either or get off the pot in terms of putting the title back on him. And yeah, I feel like Helena Sally is a decent enough blow off match. And it actually would make sense for Bobby, the heel, to suggest it be a Helena Cell match because it's like, well, you know, he kind, kind of came, aside from MVP banging on the, the ring apron and yelling a bit at WrestleMania, he might have had him beat in his head. But Hell in a Cell, Drew's crap at that. So let's just beat him at that then. Uh, so, I, yeah, I just hope there's some actually viable dialogue, although I'm not going to hold my breath. Also advertised for tonight, though, is the Tag Team Battle Royal. Five teams... I genuinely was surprised that they could find five tag teams. Now they've split uh, Jackson, Riker, and Elias. Oh, we'll get to that in due course. But yes, we have RK Bro, of course, the New Day, the Viking Raiders, who were, what were they doing last week? Shouting at Mansoor, Lucha House Party, and Mace and Tima. Um <laughs> Yeah, who wins this tag team battle royal to presumably go forward eventually? I'm not sure whether it's going to be Hell in a Cell or not, but to go forward and face AJ Styles and... Big Jord. Well, like it feels like it's all set up for RK bro because they've got all the momentum. Well, the only team with any momentum on the yeah. road, as you say, assembling five teams. However, might WWE veer from the obvious just this time? Um, RK bro has got way more legs than to just split them um, within a month or so. I think a crowd are going to want to watch this. They have in an act here, one of the few things that people would probably want to buy a ticket for. Mm. Could you actually dare to try and continue to tell a story and have RK Bro and the New Day be involved in each other's eliminations to free up the win for, let's say, the Viking Raiders? Yeah. Um, the winners of this match, as you say, are likely to receive a tag title shot, but that title shot doesn't need to result in a title change. Um, AJ and Omos versus the Viking Raiders is quite interesting. Mm. I, I want to look at that. Now I've said it. Um, so you could put that on a pay-per-view. I was going to say, because I've got my AEW brain on because we reviewed Dynamite on a Monday today. I was thinking, you could put that on a pay-per-view or television. It's, it's WWE. We're going to see it on both um, <laughs> over and over again. Um, so yeah, that'll, that'll, that'll happen. Viking Raiders and AJ and Omos will happen on two Raws and a pay-per-view. Uh, and yeah, I would like to see, they've done the work in establishing the New Day as proper first opponents for RK Bro as a proper tag team. I want this for Hell in a Cell. I want Riddle and Randy in matching trunks. Yeah. Um, that sort of stuff. Like, they've got at least... Like, you could probably keep that going through to winning the tag belts, but they've got at least this match in them before they potentially pull the trigger on a split or start to make it very clear that RK Bro are not long for this world. And yeah, whilst it's quite fun to think of them challenging for the tag titles in this newfound friendship they've got, I, I just feel like it'd be wasteful of the build they've kind of put together with the New Day. Like Riddler's had these absolute bangers of late. Um, 
And it leads me to believe that the tag match would be probably one of the best matches on the card as well, mm. now that there's heat. So, yeah, I hope they both get rid of each other and the Viking Raiders are certainly the best of the rest for that tag shot. Yeah, I, I, my mind went to the exact same place. Of these. Well, this is either RK bro or, like you say, they have the moment where it's like, right, we clearly need to get on the same page as a team. We're great as individuals. We're, we're quite good as individuals together in a tag team. But in order to, to really click... You know, maybe you tease Randy saying, well, sometimes Riddle, good things have to come to an end. And then Riddle goes, but I've got us some new trunks or so. I don't bloody know. But yeah, looking at the rest, I was like, well, Lucha House Party and Mace and Tima, uh had their match last week and it was nothing to write home about. And you're like, well, yeah, give it to, give it to the Viking Raiders till the end of Hell in a Cell. Because, yeah, I mean... They came back, they got pushed, and then they just went, oh, no, forget about them. They didn't lose, did they? They just sort of disappeared. Yeah, well, and this is the thing, like, they're not... No, nobody ever wins, loses, or disappears or anything. And, like, they can just make this up as they go along. How many times uh, do a team just appear and win? Or, like, a team, a single star, anybody appears and just wins a belt just because... Um, it's one of the things we talk about, one of the few, um, one of the few benefits of WWE being slow, slapdash and broken is that you can pretty much account for absolutely anything you want. So they'd have absolutely no problem getting to that. It's not It's not like one of them things where in the old days or on Wednesdays on TNT, it would be a storyline inconvenience. Now it's it's official. So <laughs> that's, how they get back, that's how they get back to that. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be Big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try? It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. 
more fallout from last week's Raw to talk <laughs> about now. Feels like it's a weekly bullet point I make for myself this. Uh, before we get to the split, the inexplicable split, in my opinion, between Elias and Jackson Riker, let's talk about Sheamus. Uh, he lost twice last week. Non-title matches, of course, on Beto Carrillo and Ricochet sort of helping each other get that victory. Also had his face smashed in. Uh, I'm not suggesting he necessarily needs to be in action, but I sense he is going to want to retaliate for the bloody mess that he was left in, courtesy of Umberto Carrillo last week. And that almost might add to this character is because I thought it was after, uh, again, they booked him really badly in terms of how this storyline plays out. But that shot of him last week, just you could almost see smoke coming out of his ears and blood dripping down his face quite literally. Um with his fury towards these two little dweebs who keep trying to not even win the title from him, just touch it. And they're like, he's like, stop it and stop stealing my clothes while you're at it. He's got to retaliate this week, hasn't he? Yes, I think so. It's really tricky that this happened to Seamus now while he's in the middle of, what is it? He's a coward, I guess. Doesn't really want any kind of challenge, not least more than one person at any one time, especially not if they're going to bloody up his face. Um, yeah, they've kind of made Seamus a bit of a of a caricature lately, mm. and that's been disappointing to see for how the fact he was just hard as nails earlier this year. I have a fear that it's going to be about getting the word scumbaggery over because that was happening last week, and he's like, oh, don't try and make that a thing. Like it's it's just they seem to like it, and then he was tweeting about it with the pictures of his of like blood spattered across his face. It was like pure scumbaggery. It's like it's not. I just looks like hard as out. That's Scarier than anything that'll ever happen to me in real life, hopefully. It's not scumbaggery. Um, <laughs> I already felt, already felt like it's something I could see getting printed onto a T-shirt, so I might be stuck with that. I don't know. I really don't know. I think, you know, if if I'm booking, it's probably along the lines of how you've pitched it there. He's Seamus is rock hard, and people are going to need to pay the price for leaving him in that state last week. But it's WWE. Is he going to try and come up with some wacky setup with a bucket of slime? Green, obviously, with him being Irish. Um, is it going to be that he's going to try and use the injury to get out of wrestling at all? And then one of them's going to pull off a plaster to show that his, actual, his face is completely healed. Um, I wish they weren't going so clowny with him, but I, I fear the worst, in truth. Like, you'll get a good match out of it at Hell in a Cell if they want to book Seamus on it, because he's already had the bangers and he'll have more. But... Yeah, I'm not mad into this story thus far. I'll be patient with this one. They've not like they've not completely destroyed the Seamus character just yet, but I need a bit more meat from the man because early this year I was bang bang into the stuff he was doing with Drew McIntyre, uh, right up to when he won the title at WrestleMania. And I just think since then they've gone in this direction with him that feels so much more cartoonish and forced and Seamus old. It took him a long time to shift all that stuff, and I just fear that we're going right back to it. Yeah, in an ideal world, I'd have him like go and do something in terms of like whether it be uh, a handicap match or a triple threat match for the United States Championship. And he just, he just broke, kicks both of their heads. Like they both can take a <laughs> flip backwards, can't they? Ricochet's proven him. He's brilliant. Ricochet needs to move to SmackDown, basically. And so it doesn't really matter what you do with him on, on Monday Night Raw for the time being, in my opinion. In an ideal world, that happens. Seamus comes out afterwards and goes, ha, murdered those two little dweebs, didn't I? And then bloody Keith Lee returns and goes, why are you pick on someone's mm. own size? And you have something great with air. Um, my, the opposite side of that coin is me going, 
right, well, you and I know as, as fans of wrestling and of, of football, any sort of facial injury, often if they're going to continue doing what they're doing, requires some sort of mask. We've seen footballers do it with like weird sort of Batman style masks, whether they've got a broken nose or a broken cheekbone. We've obviously had the stuff with like Trish back in the day, Cody Rhodes, obviously. And I'm just like, oh no, he's like, he's already got a thing and that's his Irish. And they're like, oh, we can put an <laughs> Irish mask on him. And you're like, oh, it's going to have some sort of like leprechaun top hat, green top hat that inexplicably needs to be attached to it all times. I'm really worried about what they do with this. I just want him to kick people's heads off. It's not difficult. Going to be a mask, but it's going to be joined to one of them Guinness St. Patrick's Day hats. And in the same way that, in the same way Drew did the countdown, Seamus is going to say, like, good things come to those who wait. And when he's going to slap his chest instead of like fella, he's going to be tick, follows talk, follows tick, <laughs> follows talk. And then he's going to run the bro kick straight through the guy's head. Oh god, yeah. uh, you can have dated reference there from your oldest colleague. <laughs> <laughs> literal beer goggles. Oh my god, yeah. Oh, and they're gonna change oh, that one day and he's gonna put it on and he's thinking he's or are they gonna he's gonna have this cool black mask on, he's gonna put it on and it's gonna say, Kiss me, I'm Irish, and he's gonna be like, Oh no, I don't want that. And it's just like, <laughs> what a load of tosh. We've we've tapped into something here, Will Vaughn. Let's just start like now we can again. Let's just start doing these over Guinness. We'll just do the raw previews from the pub. Oh god, that, that'd make them a lot easier and possibly a bit longer, but that'd make them a lot easier. <laughs> now we have to let the raw preview settle briefly. So let's talk about something. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Elias and Jackson Riker because. Your ominous prediction seems to be coming true with Jackson Riker just in time for money in the bank because he's not a baby face. He isn't. But last week, he, you know, around Memorial Day weekend, he talked about the fact he was a soldier. And then Elias went, who's this guy? And now this week, he's going to go from like, I didn't think he was cool. But if you want to say like cool badass hanging around with Elias, he's now going to, I don't know, find Elias's secret stash of guitars and smash them all up or something? Yeah, I mean, just because I should make it clear, just because I predicted it, it wasn't that particularly wanted it. I just, it was a few weeks ago, I think. it was <laughs> Like, I had a Vince McMahon moment of myself. Like, Jackson Riker was just in his trunks, and I was like, oh, no, look at him. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know a guy that likes a guy like him. Um, and then we got that angle, of course, of all the days to do it. It was a really odd split. I know nobody gets along in WWE, and that's the... It's not even like a gag anymore. It's just a rule, isn't it? Nobody is allowed to be friends because nobody in that creative department has obviously ever had one. So it doesn't know how <laughs> to talk about one on screen. Um, yeah, it's. I would, I would assume that because the team never meant that much to begin with, nor will the split. And if I had to guess something that's going to happen in terms of developing this, if it indeed it even develops, they could come out together and it, last week, let's be honest, last week could go without a mention, couldn't it? Mm. They could, Jackson Wright could stand there and the commentary team could be like, oh, he's, uh, we understood that these made nice backstage, but then Jackson Wright could pull some faces when Elias talks about him being a bit of an idiot or a screw up or a weirdo or whatever. But if they're going to go anywhere with this, I think it's just against each other in a really boring one and a half star match. That's like, and I think they'll get to it pretty quickly. If not tonight, it will make it hell in a cell. Like, it's, this is not the Mega Powers Explode, sadly. God, I wish it was. I think we'll just get Jackson Riker and Elias over 
Well, put it like this. We'll get it over about 15 minutes and we won't talk about it on the Raw review, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, I think at, at best, this is destined for Hell in a Cell's kickoff show because <laughs> I don't care one jot about this for either character now or going forward. So just get on with it. I don't know, have Elias come out and say, oh, I've binned off that knobhead. I'm going to play a song for you now. Wait a second. Someone replaced my plectrum with a tomato. Oh, the <laughs> long-term storytelling. <laughs> and then like, and then another reveal, another pullback and reveal. Wait a minute. Somebody replaced my guitar with a tomato and he's just <laughs> pushing two tomatoes together. And they're still so fresh that they don't even break when coming into contact with each other. They make a better tune than normally. Because didn't he get electrocuted <laughs> by a wooden guitar once? That was a classic moment. He did, that's right, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. Jesus Christ, his character, man, and everyone who circles him. Uh, things instead, though, are looking up. Oh, I can't even get through that second. <laughs> I've unplugged it. Look, I'll show you the wire pamphlet. Can you see that? There you go, there. Oh, yeah. So I can talk all I want about Alexa. Alexa, Alexa, Alexa. And her bloody playground and Shayna Baszler, because they are bigging this up tonight. This was on their proper video preview. It was the contract signing, and it was what happens when Shayna Baszler enters Alexa's playground. I think she, I thought she did that last week, but still. I mean, I'm sure, well, Lily would be quaking in her boots. If she was real, but she's not. Shayna Baszler didn't seem to get up her anyway. How are we supposed to be positive about this? Like, tomorrow, right, standards are so pathetically low in this company from too much of its fan base, to be honest, that if this isn't a complete career-killing disaster for Shayna Baszler, tomorrow... The Alexa avatar account, accounts will be out in force saying, cannot wait for Alexa Bliss versus Shayna Baszler. What a story. She's cost her everything. She's given her wobbly legs. Shayna's <laughs> lost her belts. She's lost her partner. Now she's losing her mind. She's such a great first victim for Alexa. What a promo that was. All that, like, I'm like, I'm dreading it and running for it more than I ever did WWE's version of Shayna Baszler, mm. <laughs> ultimately. I just feel that if this is even not one of the worst segments in Raw history, people will find a way to get hyped for it. Shayna Baszler trash-talked a doll last week. Pardon me for thinking there's maybe a long road back to credibility than that, <laughs> but that's, what, that's where we're at. Yeah, um, I refuse to try and find the positives from this situation until I am shown them week after week after week after week after week. Uh the match is fine. Shane, I, I don't recall it in a way that of any meaningful, they never had a meaningful singles program against each other, Shayna Baszler and Alexa Bliss. It's a fresh combination in that regard. But that's about the only thing about this that is fresh. You know, uh, it's just minging hmm. fiend adjacent stuff because the fiend's not there. Like, they, I'll, I'm going to give Bray Wyatt some credit for a change. We, he doesn't get much love on this podcast. This Alexa Bliss run post WrestleMania has shown me that they love Fiend crap more than they love Bray Wyatt. Way more, way more. He's been yeah. gone. Nowhere to be found. And he wasn't that, like, busy before WrestleMania. We had, like, a couple of weeks as the burned girl. 
We had the lobster on the swing, and then that was it. It was WrestleMania, right? And that was when he was you burnt, like December? TLC, yeah, December. They don't love Bray Wyatt. They love the law of the Fiend about as much as they love the law of Tommy End, listening to what he's been saying on those streams. They love Fiend crap. Mm. And Alexa's here, so they're just giving it to her instead. It's the same nonsense. It's the same non-mythology. Crap visuals, rubbish stunts, fire, goo, and now Shayna Baszler. I'm, I'm really, really, really worried about this. Because like you say, I've given up all hope for Shayna Baszler. It's going to take a, a, a miracle to turn her around in my eyes. Unless she just moves around and starts killing people on smack. <laughs> but it's not just Alexa in there. It's not just Alexa and Shayna going back and forth with a slightly bonkers Alexa and a weirded out Shayna Baszler. Let's not forget, we have... What did you make me do? I mean... Look, look, Wilborn, I want you to do something for me right now, right? Imagine you're a WWE superstar, one that once had like a 400-plus day title reign in the same company that is booking you right now, just on, on a different show, different coloured ropes, as Seth Rollins would say, yellow ones, the best ones. And uh, I want you to meet a friend of mine, a friend of mine that's been friends with me since I was a little kid. Latte, latte, what did you make me do? Imagine now, if you're, what's my motivation, Vince? Really trash talk that cup of coffee in Hamlet's hand. Really give it what for, because that brew right there, spoon still in, still stirring, that's the reason you've lost your titles. That's the reason your legs have started wobbling. I'm what would you do? I'm more concerned as well that they're going to bring a bloody Shayna Baszler doll out and be like, this used to be Lily's best friend, but look at it. It's hideous and it's ugly and it, 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 it's just a nasty person, whereas Lily likes all the spiders and flies and bollocks. Oh, my God. Yeah. Remember a couple of years ago when um, Alexa Bliss steered into the, like, the Alice in Wonderland visuals? Mm. Like You could have an actual like queen of spades, soft toy playing card. Uh, Lily's all heart or something like that. <laughs> Maybe you should get the club and then Shane just bats around the side of the head with the boss man's nightstick. I'd love it, yeah. I'd love it if she just sort of no-sold it the way Tamina did. Like, she just get out of it the other week? <laughs> it's, just, it's weird. It's the most credible Tamina's ever been booked. I, I Honestly, honestly, uh, it's not even morbid fascination. I, I'm going to be... This is going to keep me awake at night tonight. Not for the reasons they want it to. <laughs> I'm like, well, this is it. This could be the end of everything. This <laughs> Jesus Christ, honestly. Write the obituary for, for Shayna Baszler. I mean, it's already been written, but get ready to post it, basically. We're on obit what? <laughs> is that like... It's Creed in the office telling that story where like he just he's just, just known for making up the most ridiculous things that happened. But then the one time he tells the truth and it's like that day when Michael Scott's having a bit of a breakdown and the bird flies into the glass door and Creed's like, we held a funeral for a bird. It's like, <laughs> we're, we're, we're funeral raw tomorrow. Well, all of that happened. Yep. And uh, she put a curfew to a clutch on a doll. <laughs> I, I honestly would not be surprised. And well, I'd love to know your wild predictions because they're probably going to be closer than you realise. At what culture <laughs> WWE? Well, actually, you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at Michael Hamflit. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at what culture WWE. 
and subscribe to Water Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, including our review of Raw. Out tomorrow, complete with a five star review. Review one thing we will not be skipping is whatever happens in Alexis Playground, of course, because it's just so fascinating to watch. Whatever happens with Alexa Bliss, Shayna Baszler, and of course, right. <laughs> Leave us a five star review. Review though, short crap wrestling related for us to review instead of probably Cedric Alexander, Shelton Benjamin three. If that's the direction they're going to go in, let's be honest. Oh, God. Right, this has been the Raw Preview. Hey, look, <laughs> look at it this way, Hamlet. It's the longest time until we have to preview Raw. <laughs> right. I, on, honest, like, I love that. I really genuinely love that we kind of... The only way we've sort of been able to get through this period of our working week has been like, yeah, but by the end of Tuesday, it's all done. I... We need to think seriously about whether or not we start previewing next week's Raw on the Tuesday afternoon. Because imagine just bottling it all into one day. Like, I, I can really see the appeal. All <laughs> uh, right, this has been the Raw Preview. My thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.